It blows my mind we're already to week 14. Right? <clears throat> Rivalry week part de, as they say in France. But we, no, we are not in France. We're in America, greatest country in the world. Name the movie. Talladega Nights about of Ricky Bobby. Oh. Anyways, and we're back. Uh, and better than ever. Back together, reunited, yes. and it feels so good. Yeah. And back in the Russell Man Cave, coming at you with a late night podcast here. I mean, we are talking 9 o'clock at night. We are starting this podcast. Yeah, and I think this might be the latest we've ever started. But you know what? It still gets me excited. Well, we're here. We're locked in. It's week 14. We are officially down to the nitty-gritty. We are officially in mid-December. It is the time when pretenders turn into contenders. And some contenders are starting to look a little bit more like contenders. Or pretenders. Right. Looking at you, Cincinnati. Um... To start this off, you know, we'll just jump straight in uh, with that. Let's get the negative out of the way first. Okay. Let's get the negative out of the way first. Um, my biggest negative, my biggest negative, has to be the Harbaugh brother. And I know people are gonna say this, that, and the other. You have Justin Tucker. Kick the field goal, buddy. Just kick the field goal. I mean, and I, the Ravens in general. I do. Do you trust? I don't trust them. Well, here's the biggest thing for me was I understand the thinking of going for two because <clears throat> you know you're down a corner. Um, Humphreys is done for the year now. Um, that that hurts, but at the same time, here's the thing for me. My mindset of that would be would have been kick the field goal take it to overtime win the coin toss get the ball and don't ever play defense go down and score a touchdown the game's over and i get that you're leaving all that up to chance with the coin toss i just uh, i i don't know and i guess hindsight's all 2020 i get that yeah we could be sitting here this is what also what comes with making that call is we could have been sitting here saying, man, what a call, you know, to go for two. No, go 100%. For because that pass was wide open, should have been complete. You know, Lamar just led Andrews a little too much. But it, it was a perfectly drawn up play. It was. And one of my uh, English teachers in high school, my senior year, had a great line. And her and I didn't agree on much and still don't. And... But one of her lines, and I love this, is that the difference between bravery and stupidity is often success. And I and I think it's almost yep. exactly what we're talking about here. You know, like, well, the difference between, ah, buddy, and wow, what a call, is literally probably six inches. See, if Lamar leads them by six inches less, we're probably talking about a Ravens win and you know what it was, but I Lamar in general has been disappointing. Yeah, this year I and I don't know if it's one of those where the league has kind of figured out Lamar a little bit, or if it's just the inconsistency bug that let's be real has plagued all of football. 
I mean, you look at you know probably your top four or five teams. <clears throat> Packers have been pretty consistent. Bucks have been pretty consistent. Cardinals have been consistent. The Patriots, since their bad start, have been very consistent. Other than that, I I don't trust anyone. No. And, I mean, just because I'm a Packer fan and I've been hurt so much the last six years, I don't really even trust them. And here's here's the thing. Uncle C's starting to show up a little bit more, yeah, too. Yeah, he is. And, you know, um, Keenan Hopefully Allen. Hopefully everyone's immunized. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. Not just so I'm going to take a step back from a football fan and think about fantasy football. Keenan Allen, COVID. If you're some fantasy football playoffs, start week 14. Start this week. Mm-hmm. You lose someone like that on your fantasy team, it's going to hurt. That's and, <clears throat> and it's like, and for teams that are con, you know, trying to contend for a playoff spot, you lose a guy like that, it could hurt. So, you know, this is a situation where I get, you know, sometimes you can't control when you get it. You just get it. Um, but it's kind of a situation where you're going to probably start seeing teams be a little bit more cautious about where where they're going, how they're going about business, and especially for those teams that are trying to go for a Super Bowl. Speaking <clears throat> of things that you can control, you know what you can control, Christian? I, I, I'm anxious to hear. <clears throat> Skull! <laughs> I cannot tell you. I you, Packers had a bye, so Sunday was pretty laid back and yeah. You made some relaxed, fajitas, didn't you? Uh, or, or Philly bu- cheese? Bu- buff- so Sunday lunch was buffalo chicken quesadillas, uh-huh. and then dinner was the steak sandwich. Steak sandwich, yeah. Because yeah. I saw the the peppers getting yeah, cut up yep, on yep. Snapchat. On, on was- Snapchat, we 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 did <clears throat> we, we, we Snapchat the food. Yeah, that's um, it looked good. Yeah, I mean we we're having to play it a little uh, closer to the vest this week. Uh, yeah, Avery got quarantined, and that was all just kind of weird. That I'm fine. My daughter was quarantined, thankfully. Test negative. Everything's good. Right. Um. But yeah, I, so you know, you, you turn on the TV, early games, and you watch the Vikings lose to the Lions. You trash can, dumpster fire of a franchise. I cannot tell you how much joy that brought to me. Okay, and, and okay people are like, oh, well, then, then the Packers lost to the Okay, name me a single team in the NFL who doesn't have a bad loss. Who doesn't have two bad losses? Well, and here's the thing: I was, I was, I had that game on because at that time the Bears game was already decided. Um, so I had that game on my main TV, and you're watching the line. The I oh, it makes if I was a defensive coordinator. In a two-minute or under drill, I am throwing out that, even the thought of a pre-vet defense. I'm getting rid of it. I don't care. Just uh, get your corners to understand. Don't get beat. Don't get let anyone behind you. But you got to send a fifth guy. You can't let the quarterback sit back there for three, four, five seconds and scan the field. I don't care if you're playing a zone defense or man defense. Those receivers are going to find holes. And, you know, everybody hates on Jared Goff. 
Jared Goff's a good. He's an NFL quarterback. He's going to find open receivers. The Vikings just fell apart defensively on that last drive. I thought it was embarrassing. Well, it was almost like, you know, we're sitting here and we talked, uh, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, how you can't, in those situations, you can't let, you know, people get behind you. I think there is a big difference between not letting anyone get behind you, and it almost looked like they were playing just like a 25-yard shell. Yeah. That, hey, whatever happens in front of us is going to happen in front of us. Yeah. Well, then... um, when you have less than 25 yards, you know, they're going to score. Yep. I, it was just, ah, it brought my heart so much good <laughs> that the Vikings were the team who could not beat the Lions. And the thing about it was is that, you know, the Lions, this game was like, it truly is a win-win situation for the Lions. You lose, you're, you're darn near locking up that first overall draft pick. And if you win, you're still at the first overall <laughs> exactly. draft pick. And at at this very moment, that loss could absolutely kill the Vikings could playoff. Could knock hopes. them out of the playoffs. And I mean, that's a that's a game if you're the Vikings that you got to get. And but isn't that isn't that the story of the Minnesota Vikings though? And I think like it's the, the story. their franchise just the last like ten years. And I think it's also the story for the NFL season in general. Like games that you think. Are big games for one team just I feel like the Vikings overlooked the Lions. And I know that Mike Zimmer would probably come on and say, There's you know, we didn't overlook them. We prepared we never overlook anyone. This yeah, yeah. You know, you're gonna get that normal response from a head coach. But to me, this is a game that the Vikings were truly they didn't they were not they did not come to play. They were down 6-20 to 20 at half. Granted, they should have. The Vikings should have won this football game. Correct. But the Lions, th- that's a, when you get out scored 20 to nothing in the second quarter, is that, Josh, is that a playoff no, you, you team? Can't, you can't do that. And the thing that really gets me is everything. Because really, you go back to that second-to-last drive for the Lions, the only reason that the Vikings took the lead was because Detroit fumbled yeah. on their first drive. So, I mean, the Vikings really, yeah, they capitalized on that Lions mistake. But yeah, it, you're exactly right. I mean, now when you look at this playoff picture <clears throat> in the NFC, you have your four division leaders right now. The Cardinals, the Packers, the Bucks, <clears throat> and the Cowboys. Really, the only division that I think is still up for who's going to win would probably be that NFC West between the Cardinals and the Rams. They st- they play each other this week. The Rams, they win that one. Then all of a sudden, it's one game in the division. Every other division is pretty much... I mean, the, the closest division other than that is the NFC East with the Cowboys holding the two-game lead. So really, you have a two-game lead with four weeks left. If you can't hold that one, well, you just deserve. And I do believe that if the uh, Packers win this week... Believe they lock up the division. Cowboys pretty much same boat, or not the Cowboys, the Bucks pretty much same boat. They're sitting at nine and three, and the next team in the NFC South is five and seven. So you look at the NFC playoff picture for the top four seeds, pretty much cut and dry right now. But like you said, the the seven seed right now is six and six in the NFC, and that's the Niners. You look that the Vikings could have propelled themselves 
firmly into a playoff spot. Yep. But instead, they took a massive, massive step back. Another team taking a massive step back, uh, who, who they? I, I don't know. You that Who yeah, are but, the Cincinnati <clears throat> Bengals? Yeah, what a... Man, and I mean, they got smacked in the mouth. And now the score does not truly tell the tale of that um, game because there was a bunch of just garbage time and I points mean, that were scored. Yeah, I mean, at one point it was 24 nothing. I mean, the Chargers ran out to a 24 nothing lead. Bagels end up scoring, you know, 13 on, or actually they scored 22 unanswered points and got it to. They could have tied the game with a two-point conversion in the third quarter. Failed the two-point conversion. It's now 24-22. Chargers score the final 17 Ball points game. of the game. Ball game. And I think... And how costly is that game when you look at what transpired then with the Ravens? Yeah. Because the Bengals could have then jumped back into a tie for first place. And, and now, here are the Chargers that are a game out of their division... With the Chiefs, they're they're right there. They're, they're firmly in the playoff picture. Yeah. And, well, I'll tell and, you right now, the playoff picture in the AFC. I mean, the the Colts have a bye this week. They got a win on Sunday, uh, or they got a or they they were on a bye. No, they they won last Sunday. So they're a game and a half back of the Titans. Yep. You look. The Patriots are a game and a half up on the on the Bills, which we will get to that debacle. And the thing that you look at is the Bengals not only cost themselves a tie for first place, the Bengals, if they win that, they're only a half game out of home field in the AFC. <laughs> All right, really, really quick here. Um, so the, the Dolphins have a bye this week. You realize they're... The Charlie Schmigal Miami no, Dolphins are still in the playoff That's conversation. Fine. Because technically the Bears are still in the playoff conversation, too. Yes, they are. Okay, but see, here's my problem. The Dolphins would have to jump the Broncos, the Browns, the Raiders, the Colts, and then either the Steelers or the Bills or the Bengals. That's not happening. I, I would agree with that. But I'm I mean, just... It's, it's just kind of fun to be like, you know, Charlie sat here and he said this, that, and the other. But what this is coming down to is something that we touched on about three weeks ago where we said the thing is now with all of these, you know, you don't have your teams who are going to go 17-1 and one right. or 16-1. and one. Now the only team who could possibly go 15-2 and two are the Cardinals, and right. I don't think they're going to go 15-2. and two. No. What we said about three weeks ago was that, hey, uh, any little slip-up is going to cost you. Yep. And I think just the perfect example of that is the Bengals. That, and I mean, then you also have to throw the Ravens in that. Both of them. Because with both of those teams, if you win either one of them, you are then home field. If you're the Ravens, tied for home field. If you're the Bengals. But instead, the Bengals are now a wild card team. That would have to, as of right now, go and play the Ravens. So I, there's just there's so much movement that goes on. Yeah. But but I think probably the statement of the week 
came from the team who we talked about could make the statement of the week, and that's the New England Patriots. And they did. I, and what awful conditions to play a football game in. You, what was it, the Colts and the Niners that we thought played in the worst conditions? I think the Patriots and Just because of the Bills. wind, I, you yeah. couldn't throw. You couldn't so, punt. You couldn't kick. So the funny thing was is that they showed a, a clip on Twitter. I think it was, I'm not sure if it was Shefty or um, Ian Rappaport of the, it was a retweet of a, one of the local media people from Buffalo. The pregame uh, kicks. The pregame kicks. And the ball is literally like they kick it and then it just hangs up in the air and then just gets sideways. Goes sideways. And it was like, it reminded me of a game that the Bears played years ago against the 49ers. And it was uh, Robbie Gold. It was the last, one of the first time they ever wore an orange uniform. And they, uh, that was the game that uh, Nathan Vasher got a 108-yard missed field goal return. And it was like the wind just – Robbie Gold's extra point just – I remember Chris Berman doing the whoop and just taking the ball. It was crazy. But, Josh, can we talk Mac Jones? Three pass attempts. Three pass attempts. The the gifts on Twitter on Tuesday, hilarious. It was like a picture of Mac Jones at the um, – at the um, at the podium, and it said, "When you got an A plus on your group project and you didn't do anything." Okay, here's here's my thing though. I get that. Okay, Mac only had three pass attempts. Why do you play the game? Why do you play? You play to, to win, win the, the game. game. Yeah, and they did. And. I'm telling you right now, if you're an offensive lineman for the Patriots, that that's who the MVP of the game was. No, hundred percent. The offensive lineman. If you're going to run the ball that much and you're going to win the football game, and right now, are we going to sit here and say that the New England Patriots are the best team in the AFC? No, I'm not. You're not. No, no, not yet, not yet. Because, and I, I understand. Can you imagine that, like, that game pushed Buffalo all the way down to the last spot in yeah. the AFC? And, and the thought that the Bills couldn't make the play, might not make the playoffs this year, blows my ever-loving mind. And, and here's the reason why I'm not ready to say that the Patriots are the best team in the AFC. Because there's a little team who wears red, who all of a sudden now, and you and I. Said it, we you know because what they started off something horrible like one in three or two and four something like that, and we just go even at that can't say they're not good. And lo and behold, yeah, the Chiefs. Here are- comes Patty Mahomes. Here comes Travis Kelsey. Here comes Tyree Kill. Here comes Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And here comes Andy Reid. And they're just like, did you really think that you were going to have a conversation that didn't include us? Yeah, and shame on anyone who thought that they would. Now, do I think the Patriots are probably the second best team? Yes. Do I think that the Patriots might be the most complete team? Possibly. I but think. Do I think if they get in a shootout with Patrick Mahomes, that they could keep up? No. I think that would be. And I was just getting ready to say, right now, my dream scenario is. New England gets home field, wins, gets to the AFC Championship game, and plays Patrick Mahomes. 
Now, Josh, <laughs> could you, you imagine, imagine a Patriots Bucks Super Bowl? I was. Oh my gosh, <laughs> a Patriots Bucks Super Bowl. First of all, the media would have just a field day. Oh my goodness, just the amount of attention the regular season game got. Can, can you, you imagine? I can't even imagine. So, but we're sitting here, and that is now a very real possibility. Ten percent of. Um, Projections. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but final projections are coming back. Patriots, Bucks, Super Bowl. But I still, I sit here and I go, Kansas City. Yeah, like I, I know. I'm just sitting here and I'm like, it's starting to get that feel because you look. So Kansas City goes Raiders win, Chargers win, Steelers win, Bengals win, Broncos win. Like I don't see a loss the rest of the way. For the Chiefs. I just don't. And then when you look at the Patriots, theirs is a little bit tougher because you got the Colts in Indy, still got the Bills again, and then you go Jaguars, Dolphins. <laughs> so it's going to be very interesting. It is. It is. Um, and I just, I don't know, man. Like I sit here and I look at the AFC, and, and I honestly think it's either. The Patriots or it's the Chiefs because I don't trust Lamar and I don't trust the Titans without literally their entire offense. Yep. I mean, it's not just minus Derrick Henry now. I, It's insane to me that we're talking about a team who really, for all intents and purposes, has probably been the most well-rounded team, but with injuries and everything else, I just I don't trust the Titans. Yeah. I think they were a fun story, but they didn't stay healthy. I think now, in the AFC at least, you are left with the Patriots and the you are left the Chiefs with the Chiefs and everybody and else. Everybody else. I don't trust anyone else as of right now. Let's move to our rivalry roundtable. Yeah. Cuz it is rivalry week. It is. Here on LR Weekly. Um I had to laugh a little bit. First, um the the Bears and the Cardinals. I think we have to at least touch on it. Yeah. Um Andy Dalton was a complete disaster. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's a nice way to put it. No, it, there's um, not. However, if I am the Bears, I do think that a bright spot in all of this was that you scored 22 points. Yeah. You, you scored 22 points. How did we do it, Josh? Can you explain to me how we scored 22 points? I You, you scored the ball. You, you took the ball. And you ran the ball. That's the you recipe. You ran the ball. For success. David Montgomery is a man alive. He carried the Bears offense. Whether it be receiving, whether it be rushing, it they don't have anybody else right now. On the defensive side of the ball, we are on third, fourth, fifth string guys. Everybody's hurt. Which, uh, this weekend... You gotta get some guys healthy. I mean... Like... ASAP, which the injury report this week looked a little bit more promising. We have guys limited and only one guy out in practice. And you know who the guy out was this week in practice? Who was the guy who was out? Andy Dalton with a left thumb injury. Okay, so let me ask you an honest question. Yeah. An honest question, okay? So I get that people, you know, the Bears are still technically in. Yeah. Fine. The Packers have a very, very good defense mm-hmm. that is also getting healthy. Mm-hmm. That is also going to be looking 
to make another statement. At what point do you have to ask yourself, okay, because I fully think Justin Fields has proven himself this year. He's your guy moving forward. At what point is it not worth sending him out there? Uh, You send him out here this week. I think this is a very important game for him to get some experience to play in Lambeau Field. I think this is a place you've got to learn how to win football games. Granted, are we going to win this week? It's going to be very difficult. But he's got to get that experience because I've been there, Josh, and it still blows me away that you have not been there and experienced the Bears-Packers game because it is flipping loud. It is shaking. It is insane and it's sunday night and it's sunday night which i've seen sunday night i've seen thursday night i've seen um sunday at 305 like i've seen like every time slot a game could be i've seen it monday night i've seen monday night and to me it's very much so a huge game for justin fields in his progression i think he has to learn how to play on the road, which I think he did the last game that he played against the Steelers was a, like a breakthrough game. I mean, yes, he played against the Ravens, but he was hurt. So, he, meh. And the thing is, it's not going to be that cold. It's going to be 37. Yeah, which is... There. Which, if you're looking at week 14 in Green Bay, you're thinking... Uh, you're probably not going to get much better right. than 37 and sunny with only 10 mile an hour wins. Right, and... I, to me, it's important. Um, I'm just going to touch a little bit about the Arizona game. This was a winnable game for the Bears if Andy Dalton doesn't throw four interceptions. They were driving the ball right down the field. I did not think Arizona's defense looked that great. Um, two of the interceptions were weather-induced. You had the ball that Cole Komet literally had in his hand fell down. And then it just popped up and was intercepted. The other one was a uh, a ball that just got away from Andy that I think a wet ball situation gets away, gets tipped by uh, Gr- Jakeem Grant, and it, it intercepted. Um, the, the one where he was throwing a screen to Montgomery and the defensive lineman just stuck his paw out and caught it, it's just like that was hysterical to me. Um, the Bears competed with literal they, their defenses. It you and I could go out there and play defense for the Bears right now. I mean, they are just banged up. Um, we're hoping to get Hicks back this week. We're hoping to get Robinson. I, I don't care what anyone says. When we don't have Allen Robinson next year, it's going to hurt our offense. Yep. You see what it does for the Bears. Who do they have to throw the ball to? Darnell Mooney. Jimmy Graham in the red zone. Jimmy Graham. Which, why you throw to anybody else in the red zone besides Jimmy Graham blows my mind. Right. It's, By the way, I'm just throwing that out there. He's a big body. He And he but only had one target the whole day. They don't target tight ends, Josh. And I don't understand. Look at any other successful offense. And that's going to have to change. Because what makes the Chiefs offense so good? It's Travis Kelsey. Now, am I saying anywhere... That Jimmy Graham is as good as Travis Kelsey. Absolutely not. I'm not saying that. However, 
Which I think this is Jimmy Graham's last year in Chicago. But but you have to have that tight end. You have to have that aspect of your offense because part of it is deception that when you line up a tight end, normally it's run. But you have to be able to leak a man downfield. But I. The Bears were not out of the, you. No, they weren't. They weren't. And I mean, it's a 21 7 game going in at halftime. And, and I think, you know, part of this probably too for the Cardinals was just, hey, maintain the game. Yeah, I mean, it, the weather the was bad get up, too. Don't get anyone hurt. Yeah. It was and then Ky- you move Kyler on. did not look good in a in a pouring down rain game. Which is why you look at the Cardinals, but they still haven't lost on the road. I understand that, but I'm telling you, he didn't look comfortable. No. They and, you, did, and let's be real, Soldier Field probably wasn't too tough of a place to play on Sunday. Most of the fans left at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, and that's and I'm telling you right now, you get Kyler in December in Lambeau, it's gonna be a different it, story. It, it could be. It could be. So, but um, yeah, it, it was disappointing. I just I just want my football team to get healthy so it's enjoyable to watch again. Like I just like watching Andy Dalton and even on Thanksgiving, even though they won. I I'm happy for Andy Dalton when he wins, but, but they s- don't look good. They don't. And I and I think it's hysterical that Matt Nagy thought that that guy was going to be a starting quarterback for our team all season long. And you look overall at the team stats. I mean, the Bears had more offense. The Bears had more passing yards. You know, the Cardinals had more rushing yards. But I think that goes back to Kyler had almost sixty yards rushing, and he, they're just maintaining the so, clock at that correct. point. And so, and so, I mean, you look time of possession. The Bears had more time of possession. This, that, Isn't that it's funny if you look at those stats and you're like, man, the Bears. But the one stat, it's four to none on turnovers. turnovers. Yep, and that, and that's what worries me going into Lambeau because you know, and like you said, I think Lambeau crowds are a little different for different games. And this is going to be Justin's first big test on the road. Yeah. Because it, I get, where is it? Didn't he start at Cincinnati or what? Or was that, did he start on the no, road? No, he started in Cleveland is where he got whacked. And so you look and you're like, okay, Cleveland versus Lambeau on Sunday night. Yeah. It's going to be a little different. <laughs> yes, it is. And, and the thing that I look at is... This year's NFL, this is the type of game that if you are a Packer fan, you need to watch out for. I am not saying anywhere that the Bears should beat the Packers. I'm not not saying that. I will be picking the Packers to beat the Bears. Because I think, and I don't think anyone sitting here on this podcast, I don't think anyone who has any idea about football whatsoever would debate that the Green Bay Packers are a better football team than the Chicago Bears. That's correct. But, but with this NFL season, you are looking at an NFL season of which the Houston Texans have won two football games. The Houston Texans should not be beating anyone. You are looking at an NFL season where the New York Jets have won football games. Against good teams. They. You are looking at... An NFL season where the Detroit Lions have won a football game. Packer fans, don't think this is as easy as the 12.5 point spread makes it look. The boys are going to have to play. Now, all that being said, 
This is probably going to be the healthiest the Packers have been since like week five. Because it's looking like Jair Alexander is going to play. Which that in and of itself. Because now you put Jair on Darnell Mooney. Give him a little help over the top with Savage. Put six or seven in the box every single play. Get a spy on Justin Fields. Make him beat you with his arm. I don't think he does. Not Because if you're going to give me a shootout between Justin Fields and Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is going to win that. As of right now, 100 times out of 100. Three, four years from now might be a different story. We'll see when Aaron's still a Packer in 2024, 2025. <clears throat> it's happening, dude. I'm telling you it's happening. And see, you're not just here denying it anymore. Because you're starting to see the writing on the wall. No, I'm That not, Aaron I'm, is staying in Green Bay. No, Aaron's he's not. going to stay in Green Bay. He's gone. But get, getting back to this, this is a game where I think the Packers need to be careful. They are clearly far and away the better team. Clearly far and away. No one's going to say they're not. But it can be a trap. It can be a trap. But I think going back to the Packers have a run game now. And I don't think that the Bears' defense, even if they're getting healthy, is set to handle A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers and a full complement of wide receivers. I, I, just, I don't think that no matter how healthy the Bears' defense is, they are skilled enough to handle all of that. Because they were pretty much healthy when we played in Chicago. And the Packers won then. I do have to laugh that Matt Nagy is like, we remember Aaron saying he owned you. Like, wouldn't you think that, hey, when you've beaten a dude one time in your career, like you would have enough bulletin board that you don't have to act all like offended over one statement? I would think so. I I want to touch on that really quick. Okay. Um, Nagy had a, in his like pre-week, conference said like you know oh yeah we're playing against the Packers and you know they got Aaron Rodgers and they're tough and you know the guy asked him you know do you guys feel prepared and do you feel like you can beat the Packers and it's like I if I'm like any Chicago media or a Chicago sports fan does he even care but this is what I'm saying like if I'm the head coach of the Bears, and we're playing Green Bay, and someone asked me, do you think you can beat Green Bay? My answer, I don't care for 1 in 10 or 0 in, is you're darn right we're going to beat Green Bay. I don't care what the writing on the wall says. I don't care. But if you care about the Chicago Bears and you care about being a part of this storied franchise... Beating Green Bay is numero uno on that list. You go in and you prepare to beat Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And I'm telling you right now, if I was the head coach for the Bears in the locker room all week, I would be putting stickers on things throughout the locker room that says, owned by Aaron Rodgers, owned by Aaron Rodgers. I want to piss some people off. Like... Oh, putting Akeem Hicks, who's limited this week, so we're hoping to get him back. Putting on his helmet, like owned by Aaron Rodgers. Do you think that would make uh, Mr. Akeem Hicks very happy? So no. Here's, here's my question. Honest to goodness. 
If you have, what was that? There was, man, I can't remember how long ago it was. When it was like 42 nothing at halftime. I was there. It was 2014, 14. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to happen on Sunday. I could. That's what I'm worried about. So if it does turn into that, they got to fire him, right? Like, like, there's a difference between, I think, losing, and then there's a difference between just... Because when I heard that press conference, the first thing that came to my mind was he's checked out. Yeah, well, and I... There's already... I don't know if you've heard the rumors this week now, is that there are people that are close to Sean Payton that said that... If the Bears job became available and he was called about it, he said he would have to entertain the idea. What a hire that would be. To get Sean Payton. My who goodness. Is a Chicago guy. Absolutely. And I found out today from my principal, his wife is from the DeMott area. I mean, that would be the hire of all hires for the Bears. To get Sean Payton. Like that would that be is huge. your we got our guy through a college style pep rally out for that. But I'm but here's the thing. Nagy's still our head coach right now. Not for much longer. But to me, that press conference, that that's the... I, I mean, I've already ran out of straws to be the final straw. But this guy is... He's done. He has... He knows he's as good as gone. And I just... To me, to have any sort of chance of getting another job in the NFL... You got to start showing like you care. You got to start showing like you can put up some points. Your offense could score. So how about you start this week, and how about you send the house on Aaron Rodgers and put him in his place? Well, and that's the thing. I mean, what do you have to lose? Right, and that's the thing that I expect them to do. You don't rush six, seven every single time. I will tell you, if they do that, they're going to get torched. They're going to get torched. Because the Bears do not have enough corners. Well, yeah, to I cover agree. the. Pe- but but I want to put some hits on Aaron Rodgers. Is what correct. I want to do this week. Now, what will happen is you'll get flagged every single time. Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> who's I mean, the ref? I'm, right. Is it Tony Corrente? Well, and, I will and lose here, it. so here's end of the day. Looking at this game, and we'll make our official picks later. The, I think this game is going to go. One of two ways. Tony Carrente is in uh, L.A. for the okay. Chargers game. It is one Ron of two Torbert. ways. I can see either an Aaron Rodgers game-winning drive, or I can see just an absolute shellacking. I think it's either going to be close or it's going to be a blowout. I mean, I don't see this being like a 13-14 point game. I don't. I don't see this being like a, was that, week five type. I don't see it being that sort of game. I see this being a either tied game in the fourth quarter, or I see this being over before halftime. That's all I see this being. It it does give me PTSD thinking about the game where the Packers were up forty two nothing at half because this is the kind of team that the Bears had. I think it was two thousand fourteen um, that got whomped, and that was the end of the Tressman era. Um, so, I don't know. It might have even been 2011, 12. I don't know. But all I know, oh man, I just hope it's not a blowout. I just, I'm not going to watch 
all Sunday if it's a blowout. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I will. I'm 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 done watching Aaron Rodgers celebrate. I'm done listening to bang on the drums all day in Lambeau Field. <laughs> I like, well here. I, I, I will make song. you a deal. I will not make you endure another intro of this podcast. I, I, how about if the Bears find a way to win this game that there's got to be some sort of cool Bears in Absolutely. Absolutely. And there will be no repercussions if the Packers win. And this is, last thing before we move on to, uh, our, picks. to our picks. This is a, all the pressure falls on the Packer game. Yep. I, there, there's no other way to look at this. Because not only do you have home field, not only do you have playoff position at stake, not only do you have... Just overall, needing a good win at home. Uh, the Bears are bad. And if you lose to them, like what we, you, they, they have nothing to lose. Like you said, okay, rush 7-8 every single time. The Bears have nothing to lose. And that's when you have nothing to lose is when you become absolutely dangerous. However, I think that Matt LaFleur coming off of a bye week, Aaron Rodgers given a full week, to get his toe, whatever is going on with his toe. I don't know what's going on with his toe. It's a beautiful toe. Yeah, we saw it. I I almost want to make that like our... Uh, that's what I might do. If the Packers win this week, our podcast art on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you find our podcast is going to be changed to a picture of Aaron Rodgers' toe. Like when he was it's in, like, in the in the press conference. Yeah, isn't it Pat McAfee's like profile picture? I right now? I do believe. Or no no no, it's Aaron Rodgers's profile it, picture. Correct. So because at first it was his uh, chin strap up by his nose yeah. from the Bears game. Yeah. So anyway, I this is one of those games. All the pressure's on the Packers. If I'm a Bears fan, like I I have nothing to lose. Like, and I you want to beat the Packers, fine, but you don't expect to beat the Packers. You don't think you're going to beat the Packers. And if you do, I you guys are playing with house money this week. It is. It's truly house money. It's like if we sit here next week and the Packers blew it, I, I told you so. But if the Bears win, I can't let you live it down for no. a couple weeks. And, no. And a couple weeks. Till it's going to be at least a year. Yeah. Like, And here's the thing that bugs me, right? So the Packers could win the Super Bowl. But I would still probably hear a little bit from you. Like, hey, remember week 14? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Well, here's the here's the crazy thing. Uh, the viewers don't know. We might watch. We might, and this will be the first, first Bears Packers game we've. This will ever, be the first NFL game we've ever watched together. Yeah, and man, what a game to watch together! And I mean, yeah. it would be cooler if both of our teams were contending and were good. I don't think we could do that. I don't like that. I could not have watched the Week Five game with you. Yeah, you probably couldn't have. You're right. Because when you start hooping and hollering in the first quarter about a sack. Like when Aaron Rodgers belts on the entire city of Chicago, you probably would have punched me in the face. I that's just where yeah, we're at. it might have happened, but yeah, it'll be Anyways, fun. It, it it will be. Let, let's move on. <clears throat> where on tonight? You know our picks don't lie, uh, buddy. My picks lied. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Week fourteen, everyone. Six <laughs> and eight. Six okay. and eight. This is called help because we got to try to come back, and we made some. Gutsy picks like the Houston Texans upsetting the Indianapolis Colts. What a joke. It didn't work out for you. No, but we're going to try again this week. You are going to try again. Uh, so you came in at 6-8. and eight. Um, I came in. Uh, both me and Joe 
nine and five for the week. So for the year, uh, I now have a ten game lead. Yeah, I think back out to a ten game lead. Uh, have 119 and 75. You're sitting there at 109 and 85. Um, Pittsburgh and Minnesota, man. Uh, you want to talk about a must win for Minnesota for both I teams? Mean, I I think for both teams. But see, I look at this. Pittsburgh's coming off a win. Whether it was a game they should have won or not is one thing. Like Minnesota, if you lose to Detroit and then you lose again at home, oh boy. Those uh, hot dish eating Minnesotans aren't going to be too uh, Minnesota nice uh, to you if you drop this yep. one. But Christian, nobody cares about them. Hot dish eating, purple pant wearing, skull clapping losers. Give it the Steelers. Oh, I already went into this saying whoever you picked, I'm picking the opposite. So um, I'm going Minnesota. I think they understand that this is a game they need to have. I think Cousins um, comes out, plays well. I'm going to have to get a win. Uh, Baltimore at Cleveland. uh, You want to talk again. Like We are getting into must-win territory for teams, which I think makes Sunday so much fun. Uh, Baltimore's got to win. Cleveland, got to win. Give me Baltimore on the road. Um, I'm taking Cleveland at home. I think Baltimore's secondary is really banged up. And this one I'm not picking just because you picked Baltimore. I'm actually picking Cleveland. I think that Baltimore is beat up so much on the defensive side of the ball. If this game was in Baltimore, I would have a second guess. But I think Baker, Cleveland, wins at home. And now Baltimore becomes susceptible to losing the division. Am I allowed to go back and change picks? Like, is that something we're allowed to do, or are we, like, locked in? Because I'm sitting here, and I'm having second thoughts about my Pittsburgh pick. Just because I don't know if the Pittsburgh defense can handle Justin Jefferson. That That's where I'm at. When do I have to lock these in, is my question. Like, right now, you already game, locked it in. Uh, you've got a 10-game lead. Um, no, I'm changing to Minnesota. Ah, then I want to ch- change to Pittsburgh. <sighs> Tennessee and Jacksonville, you're not picking the Jaguars, are you? No, I'm picking Tennessee. Okay, because I'm sitting here, I'm like, no, we I, have to have a little bit of reason. No, 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 no. I'm I'm picking games that I think can happen. Um, no, no. I'm still thinking about changing to Pittsburgh now. Okay, well, I'll we'll, come back to yeah, that. We'll, I'll we'll circle, circle back. back. Uh, Vegas and Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City. I mean, th- these are two teams who are going in astronomically different directions. Kansas City all day. Yeah, I'm taking Kansas City as well. Them and playing, you know, playing at home. Vegas is just struggling on an offensive side of the ball. I I, I feel awful for Derek Carr. I feel awful for, um, you know, what a huge win it was last week for the football team in Vegas. Um, I love Taylor Heineke. I love that guy. So can I tell you a funny story about my fantasy team real quick? Yeah, sure. So Sunday at like 11.45, I pull up the Yahoo Fantasy app. Had a real busy week at work last week and then the whole, you know, quarantine thing. And then had stuff all day Friday, stuff all day Saturday. Um, <laughs> pull up the app. Aaron Rodgers was my starting quarterback, and I had no quarterback on my bench. Good. So you know who I picked up? Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke. We didn't get the win. We didn't get the win strictly because Cole Beasley had to play in oh, yeah. a hurricane. Right. So we didn't really get any uh, action out of him on Monday night. But Heineke played well. He was serviceable for me. Um, 
I can't, I can't pick the Jets. I can't pick the Jets. I, there's nothing about me that says pick the Jets, so I'm going to pick the Saints. Well, something says to me pick the Jets, so I'm going to pick the Jets. You know why? Because I'm losing. So, we're. <laughs> this is a game where I really think it go either way. New Orleans, bad. I This is now, again, circling back to the Sean Payton going to Chicago. If the Jets beat New Orleans, maybe Sean Payton says, I'm out. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Adios. The football team is going to beat the Cowboys on Sunday. Wow. The football team is going to beat the Cowboys. I think the football team might be one of the hottest teams in football oh, right they now. They are for sure. And I think Dallas is definitely not. Yep. Um, give me the football team. Well, I'm going Dallas. Um, again, I'm losing. So, but like, there is some reasonable reason why to pick Dallas this week. Um, I think with a key for the Cowboys this week. You have to give Tony Pollard more touches on the, as a. The, I think Tony Pollard does more for you than Ezekiel Elliott does, and a lot of people are going to say, "Oh my goodness, it's Ezekiel Elliott." Look, he, he hasn't been Zeke this year. No, and I think Tony Pollard is the more is more of a threat out of the backfield this season. And for Dallas to have any sort of success, they have to give him more touches. This week they do that. He has a big week. Dallas over Washington. Uh, this next game, I think it is safe to say, Christian. Oh yeah. For me, we are going to ship, ship it, it to, to London. London. Uh, the Dirty Birds and the Panthers. I mean, just two horrible football teams. Yep. Absolutely terrible. I, this is another one where, like, yeah, I'm going to take my pick, and you might as well just pick the other one because you got nothing to lose. I mean, you don't yep. really have too much pride left. You know, uh, with these picks, uh, I wow, man, like I don't know because I'm sitting here and I'm like, uh, can I really pick a Cam Newton-led football team? Nine of twenty for how he's back, but I still, it's also the Falcons, but I trust Matt Ryan more than I trust Cam Newton. Give me the Falcons. I'm taking Carolina at home again, just like just you said. Good. Just because. Now, this is another game that we very easily could have shipped overseas. Uh, Seattle, Russell Wilson's Birds. Big win on Tyrod Sunday. Tyrod Taylor's Texans. Uh, and, and, I mean, this, there's definitely no home field in Houston. Like, there is no home field advantage there. Um, Russ playing inside. Russ and the Birds stay hot. Give me the Hawks. Yeah, I'm going Russell. Um, this is a game I can't go against you. And... I love seeing Russell Wilson succeed, so for that reason, I'm picking Russell Wilson's birds. Uh, Detroit's not going to win two in a row. Give me Denver. <laughs> Why not? Give me Detroit. Get up, babe. Two-game <laughs> two winning streak. Beats. Lock it in. Yeah, you know, get uh, Mr. Fangio all riled up in I Denver. Like um, yeah, I'm going Detroit because, one, I'm down, and two, I think, you know, hey, they could be fired up after that win and rattle off two straight because they're Detroit, and this is the NFL season that we're dealing with this year. In the words of the governator, go Chargers, go. Chargers over the Giants. Yeah, I have to pick the Chargers as well. I think that they are very rounded. and Jingle all the way and Turbo Man. Uh, put that cookie down now. 49ers and Bengals. What, you didn't want to listen to more no, Arnold? No, I didn't want to listen to you do Arnold anymore. It was, <laughs> wasn't good the first time, not good the second time. Uh, Niners and Bengals. Intriguing. 
intriguing matchup here. Both teams struggled last Sunday. They did. Uh, Bengals, if you lose this one, uh, those who they faithful might not start to be so faithful. Um, mm, thinking about it, huh? Get, get, give me the Bengals. Huh. Well, I was going to pick the Bengals. So I guess that means I got to pick San Francisco. Um, I mean, we could be we could be to the point where the pick'em competition for the year is just over. Well, I think after this week. I mean, yeah, it's I, either going to be over or it's going to be really close, very much alive. Because I mean, really, what, what do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six games different than you. So, so we're looking at it could either be four or it could be. 16, 16 or somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. Uh Buffalo and Tampa. Uh this is a game that the Bills have to win. But this is not a game that the Bills are going to win. Give me the goat. Th- this only being a 3-point spread surprises me. Yeah, it does to me too. Me. So you know what that means? Vegas knows something. Give me Buffalo. All right. Um I think that this is a game Buffalo understands they need to have. Tampa, not so much. I think Tampa is pretty much locked into the playoffs. I get Tampa Bay wants to have home field. I get that there's a slight chance they might not win the division. I don't think there's a chance. Um, I think Tampa Bay's winning that division. I think this will be a good game, but I think Buffalo will be like, thank goodness we're playing in warm weather. Buffalo. We're going to skip to the Monday night game. Yeah. Um. The game the Rams have to win. Um, I think, and where I come from is that that Cardinals defense has not looked good. They struggled against a Packers offense that was down three wide receivers. They struggled to control the Bears. Um, the Rams, I think this might be the week they click. Give me the Rams. I'm going Cardinals, and I, I was picking the Cardinals anyway. Um Kyler playing back at home. Uh, again, Cardinals are starting to get healthy again. That defense, th- this is a game where it just, to me, if the Cardinals win this football game, they've won their, they, they've won the division. And they've really got a huge step up on home field. Yep, and I think that, that you, if they win this one, on that you can almost lock them into the one seed. So give me the Cardinals. Sunday night, Packers-Bears. Oh, Sunday night. And the Packers aren't losing this football game. Oh, they're just not. Like, this is not a football game we're going to lose. Um, and I will fully eat crow next week if somehow the Bears beat the Packers. I, w- I will fully eat it. I will fully come on and say, hey, the Bears played a better football game than the Packers. I will have no problem doing that. I just do not see a world in which Aaron Rodgers, with everything going on, I think he's coming back. But with what could be, for you, the last time you have to play against Aaron Rodgers in a Packer uniform. Mm-hmm. I don't. If Aaron Rodgers, this is his last game against Chicago Bears, he does not lose. He does not lose. He Here's the thing that you have to understand about Aaron Rodgers. He hates the Chicago Bears. Hates them. You saw that in his press conference. He hates the Bears. He hates the Bears fan base. 
he hates the pile of flaming garbage that is Soldier Field. He's not going to lose to the Bears. Give me the Packers. Bear down. Bear down, baby. I like it. Um, I I can't sit here and not pick the Bears. Um, I'm not picking Green Bay. Refuse to pick Green Bay against Chicago. Um, they're Justin Fields' Bears this week. So, again, we're beat up. We're not so great. But, again, as Josh pointed out and as I said to a couple people earlier this week, this is a game where you walk in as a Bears fan and go, who cares? Who cares? If we win, huh, awesome, great. We upset Aaron Rodgers. We hurt their chances at home field advantage. We hurt their chances. If, if you guys win, you knock us out of home field. And, I know this sounds crazy, but still maintains our spot and chance of making the playoffs. Are the Bears going to make the playoffs? No. But if you win this week, guess what? You're still in the conversation. And they have to officially put your logo back into the in the hunt on the you know NBC when they show the playoff standings. If you beat Green Bay, it's a requirement. they got to put your logo back in. It says in the hunt. We just want to be in the hunt, Josh. It's all we want to be. We just want to be hunting. And I think one thing about this week for me is like, okay, end of the day, the Packers are going to win the division. And the only thing that's still left is like the home field thing, which really I, I don't think that the Packers are getting home field anyways. And I will still go back to I don't really think it matters that much. Well, and I'm just going to say right now, these are Justin Fields' Bears. We will bear down. I don't care who our head coach is. This is a game where you play for each other. You play for the guy next to you. This is one of those games where, again, the I own you needs to linger in the defensive lineman's you know, but if, I don't think if it you does. happen to go low, a couple, you know, let them know you're there. So Do, I'm not asking to injure Aaron Rodgers, but what needs to occur is, hey, buddy, we heard you loud and clear, and if we got to take a 15 yard penalty and huck Aaron Rodgers to the ground like the Packers did to um, um, Jim McMahon way back in the '85 days, where they you weren't even him on, born. Hu- but those those images of them Packers defensive linemen after McNown had already thrown the ball and just boom, throwing him on the ground. Mc, I said McNown, McMahon threw him on the ground, which is why he's probably got all these problems going on. The Bears need to send a message this week. You don't, well, you do own us, but you don't own us. <laughs> and it's time to send a message. Akeem Hicks, somebody call. What about the guy that did the the turn kick and got flagged for the? You send that guy and just have him go head first <laughs> into his chest. At this point, he's like, "Listen, just go get some dude who's doing traffic on Lakeshore Drive and put him in shoulder pads. Let him go after Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because 15- at the end of the day, who you have hasn't been working, so you might as well send somebody else. Bingo. And here's the thing, all right? So. Packer fans, listen to me. If we get beat this week, let them have their moment. Like, don't try to fire off something about, oh, well, now it's 21 and 7 or whatever. Don't try to do that. Let them have their moment. Because we don't understand how miserable of an existence it is to be a Chicago Bears fan. Because we have bigger things to look forward to this year. 
We have playoff football to look forward to. They don't. If we were to somehow lose, let them have their moment. This is little brother trying to beat big brother in one-on-one. That's all this is. So if we were to somehow lose, I'm going to let you have your moment. I'm going to let you feel good because let's be real. In our friendship, you haven't had a whole lot to feel good about when it comes to football season. So that is what I will end with you. I don't want any hostilities this week. There were a little bit of hostilities back in week five or whenever we played. Okay, there were a little hostilities back then. Especially when I heard that you're jumping around and screaming about sacks in the first quarter. So, I wish you all the best of luck. You guys are going to need it. And, And I will say, I hope it is a decent football game. What I don't want, I really, I mean, will I enjoy a 42 nothing first half? Absolutely, I will. But... I think this rivalry needs a little bit of life injected back into it. Um, because really right now it's just a rivalry in name only. It's it's not an actual like physical don't like you rivalry. It, and I do think that it needs a little bit of juice to get back to that level. So, uh, buddy, it's rivalry week. It's always fun. Yes, we have now is. crossed into the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, we both must be at school in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, so we are going to sign off from LR Weekly. Go Pat, go. Bear down. <laughs>